Hi, this is Ricky Stewart. And if you want to listen to a Raiders podcast, then you should listen to the official one, Behind the Limelight. Not this rubbish with Flakey Blakey. Blake and the Pork. Blake and the Pork. Blake and the Pork. It's Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. Hello and welcome to Raiders Review with Blake and the Pork. I'm the Pork. I'm Blake. And you are listening to the podcast, formerly known as the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet, coming to you from the filthiest storeroom buried somewhere in the depths of Civic, the location of which we will never reveal, will we, Blake? No. no. And we're brought to you with the very dubious support of the Greenhouse. And the can, num- I, can I just say something there? No, you can't. The Greenhouse, um, their support's never been more dubious it's than it was more than after the last episode, which the critics have so, lashed. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> critic, the critics don't like this one. The it's, reviews have been scathing. Um, it's like Highlander 2. Yeah, we, we copped a lot on the Greenhouse. Uh, none none was sort of more scathing than this, this comment we had left. I listened to half an episode a while back, never again, absolute rubbish. Now, do you know who signed off on that, that message in the Greenhouse? Someone called Rick. Rick. And I wondered... <laughs> I wondered if it actually could, you know, has Rick actually, did he actually listen to an episode? And, and well, I know there is listenership within the club, yes, there is listenership well, within anyway, the club. Well, anyway, so I, I posted that on some of the social medias, a screenshot of Rick's comment, yeah, yeah. but no, it's not Ricky Stewart, because the actual guy, Rick, who posted that, yeah. then sent me a DM just to let me know that he really does hate the show. Okay, good. Yeah, he, he really doubled down, so. Oh, so fantastic. You're not listening, Rick, but hi if you are. Yeah, you know, and look, we appreciate everyone's comments and feedback on this show. Um, and we've always said the third most popular, not anything about best. Um, we're also brought to you by the good people at Landspeed Records. Come in and get your CDs, your LPs, your T-shirts and all your fantastic audio technica gear, the finest entry level and advanced turntables and microphones on the market. Um, buy them from people who love the Canberra Raiders as much as you do here at Landspeed Records. Not that we're at Landspeed Records because we're not. No. We're not. Um, And we, of course, once more, uh, joined by, from all the way from the west coast of the United States of America, um, our Hollywood correspondent, Heather Locklear, Matt Hollywood Leneves. How are you, Matthew? Fuck you, Rick. (laughs) You heard it here first, Rick. Honestly, Rick. Yeah, fuck you, Rick. Honestly. Go join another. I thought you weren't a Rick hater. I like Ricky. (laughs) All right. But he listens to half an episode. Whatever. Go and listen to something else, mate. Which half? That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the lower half. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. We've got news. Adam Elliott, signed yeah, with the Knights. Yeah, dis- disappointing. Disappointing. I mean, you can't, on one hand, you can't blame him for, for taking, you know, the money. And I, look, a lot has been made of the Millie Boyle factor and she signed for the Knights, but that's only for like 10 weeks or something later on this year. I don't think that was the be all and end all. Um, I think it's Never probably- know, like... He, he does. He does like talk about her a lot. They do a lot together. They only last week at Canberra they were helping with the, um, the I think the special needs kids that yeah. were there running a class, and it's a hard one. Like as Raiders fans, obviously he was a bit of a, a tricky signing when we first got him. I've always liked him as a player. Um, he's not a local lad, but he's from Maria, so we had that nice connection with the South Coast and. And he's really coming to his own. Um, well, he didn't get many minutes earlier in the season, but last, you know, in recent times, he's been getting a lot more minutes. And I thought his game against Parramatta was his was, best. was the oh, best game mate, he's played. Defensively in the middle, he kept our us together. There was oh, he smashed all black and blue. Yeah, it wasn't just yeah. The, the, and when Papali goes into the middle, he 
he he was that third or fourth tackle. He was the guy that was doing that cover tackle often, yeah. like trying to keep us that glue together. We're going to miss him, but yeah, like you're saying, it's 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 hard. Like if we've signed him this year on 200k, and we offered him a two year deal that we pushed to three, and now Newcastle are offering him more money for three years. You can't begrudge the fella for taking no. that. I mean, you really can't. Because he's already cost himself a lot of money, um, of money. from having his, his Bulldogs um, contract ripped up. But yeah, at that game, like I, I was at the ground and you'd see a big hit and it was one of those, you'd see people reeling out from a big tackle and you'd go, oh, who did that? It was Adam Elliott every time. Yeah, yeah, he was good. Yeah. He was good. His, he kept Junior commitment. in check. He kept Junior in his check. His commitment to the green match. jersey is pretty strong, isn't it? And that's what's sad is we've seen it grow. We've seen this player well, I think what he's come done over is- and... But you've Have you've passion. softened you've softened your tone, Matthew, since the news came out yesterday. You said that he should be banned. I was furious. <laughs> I, I was furious when I first heard it. I was like, honestly, and I wasn't just saying fuck Rick. I was like, fuck Adam Elliott. He can leave. Cut him now. Let's bring up Trey Mooney. Let's be up Peter Holler. And then suddenly, what about Harry Rushton? You know, no. Here's the thing. Like Blake is, he's always getting the dirt file on us, and he's more than happy. He's not a team player at all. He's more than happy to expose our backroom shenanigans and our backroom uh, opinions on our I'm, chat. Well, I have saved Matt, for his I, own advantage at all times. You know where you stand. With I have Blake. saved Matthew's reputation in the in the editing suite on numerous occasions. So, I, and you keep alluding to it as well. <laughs> you keep we alluding. can talk about Paul Gallon all you want, Blake. Oh no! But no, no wait, buddy. I know. Obviously, as a Raiders fan, we've we've come we've warmed to him. He, he did. A, he, he was probably our best player two weeks in a row. He's played multiple positions. He can play in the middle, on the edge, and play number nine. And he's one of those versatile players that you'd love to have in the side. It's, even at number fourteen, he could come in, mm. you know, and do a lot of things. And defensively, his commitment to the jersey is as good as anyone in the side at the moment. And we will miss him, but. Yeah, but but when you think about our squad and our needs, and we, we'll we'll speak about this maybe later. Like we're looking at Tarpany, and he's arguably yep. the best prop in the game. We've got to keep him. We've got to throw. Yeah, the and that's where, and that's where the big money is. But we're also looking at apparently Jack Hetherington, uh, son of Jason. Um, uh, Brett, Jason. son of Sorry, Brett. 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 Jason Brett. has up. a son who plays for the Broncos. Shut up. That's a different, completely different player. Shut up. Completely You're an idiot. But I no, it wouldn't be a Blake and the Pork episode. If, the pork didn't get one of these things wrong, but I'm, I, I, I want us to sign of. him. He's the son of. That's the important thing. Let's let's go away from that. I want us to sign him. I want us to sign him. So do I. I. So do a... I. I, I was, you know, a few weeks ago, I was saying what our what our team and our forward pack really needs, and and post John Bateman, is is someone that's you know a bit of an enforcer, a bit of an intimidator, someone a little bit loose. And look, we've got Corey Horsburgh, and he's a little bit loose, but sometimes not in a good way. And uh, I think that. Um, you know what's good about Bateman? He didn't get suspended. No, he never yeah, a got suspended. He was very smart about the way he went and did. He had all the yeah, he didn't he didn't throw play. he didn't throw the ball at he, someone's head. He just pretended. Yeah, I know he, he did it. He, but he then if someone pack. was coming, he'd muscle up and say, "Throw it! I'll I'll, I'll take no, it. You're throwing first. Hedrington, they've also proven was was miss. Like he had a, a bit of a bad rep, and he was getting suspended when other players were getting off. And I, I actually think, I think there's something there. You know, when um, his dad. Was his dad inducted in the Hall of Fame? No, he wasn't. He was just at the night last month. I think he was inducted. We, we, we keep was he inducted? Wrong. Yeah, I'll look, I'll look. yeah, his dad brought him down. So yeah. um, he was there that night and he knows what the club's about. He grew up at the club. Yeah. I think it's and, a great Rick signing. Will be aware he's going to replace... Well, Ricky's all about understanding. Yeah, understand what it means to be a Raider. Well, that's absolute essential of what it is. Like, if you're not actually bought into it, then well, you're, yeah. you're looking for the Gold Coast experience. Yeah, you're, you're, you're and who's going to have who's going to have more impacts? Who's going to have more impacts? You know, playing maybe smaller minutes in our side 
then uh, who would have more impact? Ryan Sutton, if we kept Look, him, or Hetherington? No, but I don't want to bring Hetherington at the excuse at the expense of Holler, Trey Mooney, and um, Harry Rushton. We're not bringing him at the expense of any no, of them. No, but I because want those Adam three Elliott, to be the priorities. Adam Elliott, well, they still will be. Adam Elliott and Sutton are leaving. So that's, you know, quite a bit of yeah. money. So you can upgrade those. Right, to sign Adam Elliott again next year, we'd have to sign him on probably... 500 double again. of yeah, what he's five, paying now, maybe five. two and a half, maybe five to six hundred. And five, definitely. clearly, the Knights have offered him maybe five or six hundred for three years. That where we could get Hetherington on maybe three hundred, yeah. and we've got we've got um Adam Elliott playing out of his skin at maybe two hundred at the moment. Fogarty on on unders as well. So, if we can obviously bring up Mooney like we are on the weekend, and then yeah. Peter Holler, I think, has got an amazing future. Um, I have friends that were tied up with the Cowboys, like we've said before, and they're really upset to let him go. So, yeah. I, I, there's there's definitely he's, a young he's squad well there that we need to bring through. He's, yeah, he's he's he? well liked there. Yeah, you know, there, it's actually a really cohesive group in in the Reggies, the kids coming up, and Joe, yeah. the the coach, was you know like made a big point to be saying most of that squad is 21 and under. The majority of that squad, there's few older heads like Sammy and and Frawls and and so on. There's a few old ones, but mostly they're all kids. Brett so, Hetherington yeah. was inducted into the Hall of Fame like two weeks ago, man, with Nona Druk and Paul Osborne. Jason Hetherington or Brett Hetherington? <laughs> Brett Hetherington. Brett Hetherington. Jason Hetherington didn't play. He played for the Bulldogs in I Queensland. remember he scored a try against uh, anyway. the Raiders in the 94 grand final from dummy half. Dived over. He's one of their great players in that match, and they didn't have too many. Jack Hetherington, right? I said we should sign him, and, and Arnie J came straight back. Uh, resident Again, Blake he's in the port. dishing. He's dishing Blake on the, the crew. Yes, man. You said, can't trust this said, I will have a look at his stats to see if he'd be a good mm-hmm. signing or not. Now... What Jack Hetherington would bring to a side like ours, like I said, we need an intimidation factor, we need an enforcer, is not necessarily going to be measured on stats. I am kind of sick of this over... I mean, I'll quote stats in the show. I'll, I'll quote stats when we give Jay Tarpity man the match again. But the over-reliance of stats in the Super League, in the Super Coach era, it really, it's really starting to get on my nerves. Really well, one of the things that makes our side intimidating too is, is defence. And it's happened again. How do you this measure year. that? Suddenly, there's just, there's, is there a set? Yeah. You know? I mean, maybe missed tackles or tackle efficiency they're trying to do if you're now. But... measure it, you look at the post contact meters of the opposition you're tackling. If they're down, you're tackling well. That's Which the we're, we're should be, that There should be a now. stat for how, how many times you make a player gets off the ground gingerly. Wincing, yeah. writhing. Yeah. <laughs> there should be. Maybe you should put that in a super coach. Xavier Savage would have picked up a few. Oh, points. he was. He, mind you, do you like his jelly leg dance after the no try? That was. Oh, I like so many things. What Damning. he did on the weekend. No, he was. He, he was. was really, we'll get. Okay, let's, let's really go good. into the Eels match. Okay, it was a great match. I think we all agree. While it was a bit yep. disappointing, we lacked a killer punch, and with eight minutes to go, you could pretty much tell we weren't going to win. It really was a great effort. It was a great forward battle, and I never at any stage felt like we were outclassed in that match. No, it was just the finish. You know, it was just it, we didn't, we still didn't score any points in the second half. Oh, we did. We got two. We, yeah, we we took the two that that taking that two. That's I think two. Was, it's not. It's more than was, any. Was was, was 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 a turning point. We look. I was where we were attacking on the left in the second half predominantly is right in front of where I was sitting, and we just didn't look like cracking them. There was that one moment um, late in the game where the ball went to Fogarty, who then quickly shoveled it on to Jack Whiten, who then passed it to Seb Chris on the fifth. Like, it was just frustrating. Yeah, that was a mistake. It was frustrating. Um, Tim but, was saying to me before that they looked like they were trying to... They had something in mind and they could just never execute and they yeah, kept was, doing there it. Yeah, was, there was three times where you could see they'd aimed something out there. I had a feeling it was Penasini 
in there yeah. before he got hurt. I had a feeling, but three times they tried it and they failed, and two times I think they got it right and the Eels read it and stopped it. Um, but they de- there was a plan. There was a definite plan. It wasn't... That was what was good about it was they were actually aiming for something and trying to complete it. I'd prefer that than aimless sort of attack where you think, oh, I'll give it to you now, you know, like the, the under seven. Which we have been in the past. And yeah. we've done that in the past. Just, it was actually focused. But yeah, game two, we, we, we actually played attack with a bit more pace, with a bit more dynamic. I think Fogarty makes a massive difference to this side. And I know he missed a couple of tackles and he was upset after the game. Um, Pork, you mentioned that, how he was he blamed himself, which is oh, what you I want mean, to see. He, he in didn't it. openly say that, but you could you could you could, you could just tell yeah. he was he was upset about it and that um uh he, he he was taking it fairly personally. Which which was good. I liked that he was doing yeah, it. You want, you he want, was owning it and Exactly. That's what I'm talking about John Bateman again. You want to see players that actually care about the result because one of the things in recent times is, and, you know, I, I get it and I don't get it, but you see a bunch of players all laughing and chuckling at the end of the game, you know, mm. and giving handshakes yeah. after. You, just, you want to see players that actually care about the result. Yeah, want to get in a fight in the tunnel on the way out. <laughs> you know, that's exactly what we want and to that's do. And that's what Jack Hetherington will bring. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things that I did notice with um, Fogarty, though, he has he has a bit of pace to him. He has the ability to try and get the guy that he's passing to on the outside shoulder. There was a couple of times in that game, yeah. one really early on, um, when uh, Savage got whacked by Wunga Blake. If Savage did that pass, we had two guys open. He had Rapana yeah. and um, I think Tomoko on his outside, but, but not to um, detract from Savage's performance. That was an, that was a first grade yeah. fullback performance. He caught everything that came at him. He, he, made, looked, caught he, everything. Looked, he looked really calm at the back because I thought I was going to... And gonna... his collision... Yeah. And, the, and the the collisions gave him confidence to go into contact again. You know, one of the things, Savage, he likes to try and win every inch, which you got to give him credit for, but he can lose the ball now and then. Where In mm. this particular game, he got whacked a couple of times and you could see that he suddenly realised, oh, I can keep doing this. And he got his second wind. And as soon as he got his second wind, he wasn't nervous anymore. It can't be easy for a young kid coming into a game like we threw him in the cows game. Here you go, mate. Go win us the game. Well, here yeah. you go, mate. Don't fuck up. We're in this game. It's like we're all starting at the same time. I'm sure some players aren't good to come off the bench. They're too nervous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but look, other players, there, there was there was one moment there because I think he caught his bombs. He was in good position. He showed a lot of courage. But the second Dylan Brown try, CNK makes that tackle. He doesn't get trugged off. He makes the tackle, and that's sort of a difference yeah. there. Now, I don't think CNK is going to bring the same stuff that Xavier's going to be able to bring into attack. I don't think he is. But defensively, he brings fierceness. You remember, uh, what was the name of the ex-Raider playing for the Tigers in 2016? Comes through the line and Jackson. Joel Edwards. When people, yeah, that's right. When the Joel Edwards hit. When people came through and it was them versus Jack Whiten, Mm -hmm. they knew they were in for something. It didn't matter who they were, what size, Jack Whiten was coming at them. C&K does the same thing. And it's a really intimidating thing to have a fullback that when someone's through, they know they're not home and hosed yet because they know that person's going to hurt them. You don't necessarily yeah. have that about Xavier yet. I hopefully will get it, but you sure as hell got it with CNK. You know he's he covered hit you hard. Xavier covered that opera check break, the one off um, Simonson early in the game, pretty well. But one question I want to ask both of you guys: that first try where um, Simonson went up, caught it, threw it back. Uh, Adam Edwards, uh, Adam Elliott knocked it, and then Penasini scored. Mm. Could have, do you think Savage could have got to that? Because we didn't contest that bomb. And you can't let a, a bomb on your line go uncontested. Yeah. And it was between him and Kotrick. And they both played great games. But that to me, it's, you know, I, thought I mean, Simonson scored a try for us last year that way. The direction Xavier was coming from at that, if he contests it, there's every chance he's going out of the sideline and doing so. 
kind of, yeah, yeah I mean, tough. Not necessarily, but also then he's going near the sideline where he's going to get ragdolled, and that's going to be prime in his mind. He looked pretty fearless, though. Some of the like, oh, bombs he was, he was going up he for, I was, I was really impressed. He took one also, amazingly, yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, um, he has sort of learnt how to um, find his front a bit better. He's not getting driven back. He's still sort of, by diving to his front and finding his front, they were sort of um, piling on him. Yeah. And, and there were, he, he was getting some very slow play the balls, I noticed. But um, compared to Rapper, who's played the ball speed, obviously led to a try, was, was unreal in that game. It was interesting. I got there and watched the warm-up beforehand. And Savage, we have this idea still in our heads that Savage is small. He's not small. No, he's not. He's, he's not massive. small. When you see yeah. him actually he's with the other than players... Yeah, he's not he's not small. Um, no, he's I, not bigger than CK. How good was how good was rapper, by the way? Uh yeah, look, he's not bigger than CK. Well, sorry, he looks I, bigger I from there LA. Was, <laughs> there was yeah, there was three. The, the camera the adds adds ten pounds. It really does. That's about five kilos. More, five kilos. More three players who were absolutely outstanding in that match. I thought uh, Jordan Rapiner was outstanding. One of the best games, if not his best game this season. My gosh, and I don't know how many dirty runs he did. But they were Mate. a phenomenal amount, and they were really 32. good meters. And he was absolutely really was that that many? Is it thirty two? No, is it now? He's thirty two. Oh, right, he's I was 32. about to say I didn't realize that was. It. But it, he was everywhere. He kept doing it. He was remorseless in doing it. And you're right. The the Elliot Whitehead try came directly from he got on his feet. Yep. And and Whitehead just saw the opportunity and took it and was really really good. The other player that I really loved was Adam Elliot. I thought his effort in attack and defence, especially going yeah. into the really hard stuff in the middle, was exemplary. I believe he's told the boys, he signed with the Knights and he said, but I'm going to play my guts out this season. And then he's gone out and shown them. And I think he showed us all that he's going to play this out. But I think, again, the man of the match, the $20 land speed records, Blake and the Pork, man of the match, again goes to Joe Tarpanay. Yeah. It has um, to, mate. Like, give him the Mount Meninga medal at the moment. Oh, no, my really, gosh. I, I, who can possibly head him for it? It's 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 funny because he's having this incredible he keeps season. playing like this. He's having yeah. this incredible season, and because he's a Kiwi rep and he's not a, a state of origin player, he doesn't get the credit. He doesn't yeah. get the raps, which, I mean, maybe, you know, works a little bit to our advantage in, in that he's, he's, it won't be on so many other teams' radars. But you think the smart coaches would be watching him. Oh, but, they um, know. Yeah. They he's, know, he's, mate. He's, he's that he's, good. He's been he's been unbelievable. If he if he was eligible for Queensland or New South Wales, he's yeah. he's getting picked. Oh, Queensland's trying to figure out right now if he's eligible for them. I guarantee <laughs> you. But he we had four of the teams. best. We yeah. dominated their forward pack. We had four of yeah, we did. We had four of the best seven props in the NRL presently on the field in that match, and Tarpanay was yep. the best. And the ones we're missing out are James Fisher, Harris, Payne Haas, and Adam Fanua Blake. Yeah. I believe make up the seven best props. That's um, no, I think for, I, for I Tarpany, agree with that. Two thirty-four meters, massive. I, I mean, he's getting he's, he's it's getting bigger and bigger every and week. The post contact bigger, meters, one hundred eight post contact meters, unbelievable. Three offloads, thirty-one tackles, and once again, he didn't miss a single tackle. So the second tackle. week, he's he's made incredible meters. They didn't actually big put minutes. him down on his runs onto the ground until I think his eighth run was the first time they managed to get him to ground. Yeah, he has to be that strong to be able to do that against guys like Junior Polo, Regan Campbell, Gillard, Isaiah Papali'i, and Nakora. They're a big forward pack. Yeah. They are. a they're a good forward pack. I, I did you notice that Nathan Brown barely got a run? I know, it was weird. Yeah, no, he barely got a run. It's interesting. I, I believe he's past he's well past his best. It's interesting though, you know, very you, small you, run. you look at their um forward pack, they're losing so many people from that pack. Yeah, yeah. Well, they've put so much money into the back line. They've got truckloads yeah. of money on Gutho, they've got truckloads of money on Moses, and they're gonna have to put a lot of money on Dylan Edwards, who quite frankly on that performance Dylan Brown, yeah. Dylan Brown, sorry, he on is, that hey. performance is worth it. 
Like yeah, that I mean, a, it's, mind it's, you, it's, when he was coming off at half time and he was staggering the injury, and I was trying to figure out what it was, I went and asked him what it was, and um, apparently it was an expletive for me. <laughs> um, I got Rick. Good, good, good on him. Good on, you remember, still listening. Do you remember a year ago or two we were linked to him and, and people were saying, oh, don't sign that guy. He's, yeah, no. He's like a crap version of Jack White. I'll put my hand up on that. I'll put my hand up. That that still isn't in my pantheon of worst calls. No, okay, I've got to say, in my pantheon of worst calls, unless you missed it, there have been some calls that people have said are crap. Um, Blake, of course, said the other day that my call of Jack White was probably going to play in the centres for New South Wales was a crap call, but any comment on that now, Blakey boy? Hmm? Uh, you said he was going to play 5-8 at one point there. No, I said there you was said, a possible said... option. I said he'll play <laughs> left centre. That's where well, I think I he'll was, go with all these out. I was surprised. I was surprised, as were I think most Come of on, the... You two. I was surprised, as I think most of the NRL community were. I would have had Jack at 14. I would have had... Is, Crichton. There, is there any stage you can say, oh, Tim, maybe you know something. <laughs> well, you're right. But you also inside. said that Crichton was going to be picked for New South Wales. So. He's and then he's on the picked, bench. I know, bizarrely picked on the bench. Right, anyway. so does that mean maybe he's a smokescreen and someone's going to come in and replace him at the last minute? No, probably Jack no. White will go back to the bench and Crichton will go to... I yeah. strongly suspect that's exactly what's going to happen no, because no. in he's that gonna, side, Jack started... White at 14 is the right. He can cover no, the no, entire but this back is the point. This and is he the can point. cover the back row and the This is the, the point, locker. right, man? This is the point. If there is an injury, Crichton comes on for Jack White and then Jack White can go to fullback, he can go to 5'8", he can go to wherever you need him. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So it covers... I just think it comes down to Freddie thinks he wants maybe Jack playing more minutes than Steven. And Jack's... Jack's proven. We as Raiders fans, and you listen to this, you are. We know how good he is this year. He's, he's, he's not been great this year, down. but he hasn't been great at centre in the past for New South Wales, and he's been owned, you know, in the 2020 season. Uh, Dan Gagai put some Dan Gagai put some moves on him. Yeah, yeah. but Dan Gagai also scored a great try in the centres. He did. Yeah. He did score a good try. Dan Gagai yeah. does have Origin mode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Tarpanay gets the man of the match there. It was disappointing. It really did come down to them making two breaks through the same spot, and I think. As Fogg and Elliot Whitehead get a little bit more of a combination, that gap's going to close up. But, you know, I was watching um, Rob Schneider on the sideline thinking to myself, Rob probably would have made, no. those, made those tackles. But, look, it's a matter of match fitness. And I, I think and Fogarty showed amazing match fitness for someone who hadn't paid for as long as he, he had. Did. And there's no question his running of the team was top rate. His control and his yep. idea of what he wanted to do, his kicking game was top rate. Um, and you yep. could see Jack was more relaxed. You could see it. You what, can see what, what yeah, no, you can. You certainly can. And the, and the pace at which they can play and the pace at which they can yeah. switch the ball again. You know, we obviously played pretty up-tempo with our offloads early in the game because we wanted to move their forward pack around. But as soon as we got into our structure, not just going yeah. off, you know, those offloads, Fogarty can sweep, sweep around pretty quickly. And, and then his kicking game to get us out of trouble, we've got another kicker. Yeah. And we've got a good oh, goal got, kicker as well. I know Schneider can kick goals, but... He's, he was... When I was watching the warm-up, the, the, the player I was watching was, was um, Fogarty. We are saying Fogarty, aren't we? He said it Fogarty. Fogarty. It is Fogarty. But then someone else tried to say it was Brent Speed or someone tried to say it was Fogarty. No, it's Again. Fogarty. It, it, okay, we're, we're it's sticking... Fogarty like Creedence Clearwater. It's like, like yeah, John Fogarty, yeah. right? Yeah, we're, we're, sticking yeah. with, we're sticking with Fogarty. I, at the warm-up, the interesting thing I noticed was that he had zero strapping on his knee. Hmm. So I thought, well, that's a really good sign. You know, he hasn't come back early if he's got nothing, no strapping on his knee. And then, yeah, during the warm-up as well, he was taking his practice goal kicks. He nailed them all. <laughs> yeah, no. His he... goal kicking, and he was like just booting them. They, the fact that they put him straight in means they've got the confidence I think we should have in him. He's been brought in to be the, the yep. starting halfback. Snyder has done a magnificent job, and he's definitely pointing towards the future. He's definitely a resource we want to keep in our side because he's really stepped up when called on. 
Um, defensively, he's magnificent. He's only going to get better in attack too. And you know, I still see him. You know, perhaps sliding into that centre spot. <laughs> <laughs> I see him as a five eight in the end. I think Schneider yeah, might end possible. up being a five eight in about three or four years. You know, like yeah. but a bit look, of a runner. He's not. He's a bit of a bigger body. He's not going to organise the team too much. He might not be the biggest talker. Where Fogarty's not. Better. He's Fogarty's nineteen twenty. You know? He will too. But Fogarty's not old, and you could just see. The pace at which we played in that first 20 minutes, it just suits us a bit more. We actually look every week, even though we lost on the weekend, every week we've, every week we've looked more dynamic. We've looked yeah. more... We've looked like a better structured, focused team. But there is something from the weekend's match that made me angry. In fact, you might say it grinds my gears. You know what really grinds my gears? Now, I'm not sure, Blake, if you know what grinds my gears, but you may have seen in the second half when we were attacking on the line... Uh, that Xavier Savage was crippled behind the play on the ground for quite a while, looking for his ribcage and his, his lungs, I believe, within that. And while I haven't had the world's greatest look at the replay to do it, it looked like an incredibly late hit to me, the sort of which has been looked at massively this season. Or in recent seasons, uh, in, yeah. in recent seasons, where people have penalties been blown and people have been sin-binned for those sort of actions, and yet it wasn't done. But on top of that, to compound it, the high tackle that came in on Savage, where a defender's shoulder positively got him in the head and it was no penalty play on, that exact thing, and I know we always go back to Magic Round last year, but that exact thing is what Papali did last year, Papaliti did last year, and got sent off for. That is the exact thing that people have been repeatedly sin-bin for this year and absolutely nothing happened. Nothing happened whatsoever. And so, you know, it grinds my gears that, you know, you've got these double standards of people doing stuff, and now they're really shying away. And I thought they'd grown up with it after Tupo didn't get sin-binned, at least for his coat hanger on Ravalawa. But apparently they haven't, because we've just had this kid coming through, you know, be smashed late and have his head taken off by a shoulder, and absolutely nothing's happened. And it grinds my gears. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, they targeted him, and I think... Um, and so they should have, but you've got to be legal within targeting. Well, we, I think... I don't know, it's one of those things. I was watching the game, and... You've watched it 16 times. What do you think of the late hit? I've got it on right now, actually. Um, I don't know the name of that referee, but he definitely... he definitely Something weird, Todd Smith. Yeah, because when we said we read out last week, I was like, who? I had a chat was with it him his, before Was the it game. his eighth game? Eighth game he, of first he come, He's a Northern Beaches ref. Um, but no, but he's been a touchy for quite a while. He's been around for a while. It's, it's at least four or five seasons. But it definitely felt a little bit like he lost a little bit of control in that game, um, and the, which probably helped the pace of the game continue. Like, I thought he reffed a pretty decent game. I thought he did too. Both of those calls, I believe, were on the bunker. Yeah. Both of those. I mean, I'm not blaming... Well I'm not within the bunker one minute blaming the referee at all, you know, but... I don't think he had the the composure or the ability to be able to like look at those things and look at back play and realize oh that could have been this that could have been well, that. He there was, was a point where Gutho was going. talking back to him for an expressive oh, period Gutho, of time. Gutho I, I, was I even such raised on the pain. on the broadcast. I said you got to wonder if Gutherson would talk to Gerald Sutton like that. Yeah, Gutherson was such a punishment, yeah. and it's just wasting time and it's complaining and playing. So when he dropped that bomb. I absolutely loved it. Oh, I, I, I've always, I've always had, egg. I've always had a bit of a soft spot for Gutho, but oh my god, I was so happy when he dropped that bomb. Yeah, he's divisive. No, I've never had a Gutho. soft spot for him. That stupid dance that he does. He's an overrated Parramatta player that gets a lot of press. <laughs> Tell us what you really think. Well, but one thing, I, well, could you hear? Could you hear at the ground? Because you're both at the ground. I could hear on the television mic. The referee, sorry Raiders fans, say six again. And yes. then Horsbrook kicked yes, the ball. We're, we're going to get to that. That was right in front of me. We'll get it was to right, it. Was right, it was right in front of me. 
Hi, it's former Canberra Raiders captain Alan Tung here, and you know I don't actually go in footy tipping comps, but if I did, I'd tip the Raiders every week. Look, I'll tell you someone who's got some very strong opinions on the match, though, is uh, Danny Stewart. <clears throat> yeah, this is Danny Stewart, the uh, half-brother of a uh, Canberra Raiders coach, Ricky Stewart. <clears throat> uh, well, you boys have a uh, fabulous uh, weekly segment called Ask Clown of the uh, Week. <clears throat> well, uh, I'll give you my Ask Clown of the Week, and that's uh, whoever it was to decided to... Uh, that it was a good idea to uh, go for the two when we were 18-16 uh, up with all the momentum. <coughs> um, I know it wasn't Rick's decision. Um, well, I don't. Actually, he's not talking to me anyway, so fuck him. Maybe it was Rick's decision, but uh, look, whoever it was that uh, decided to go for that uh, penalty goal should be uh, uh, shot into the sun because uh, it was a terrible decision. <coughs> now, we had all the momentum. We just made a line break. Had the heels on the back foot, and it just proved that uh, we're still not quite backing ourselves there in those second halves. <coughs> uh, it was a terrible decision. I've got an idea for your uh, PVL. Uh, you've made a uh, lot of uh, controversial decisions uh, since you uh, took over, but uh, here's another one for you. Outlaw fucking penalty goals. <coughs> They're the uh, bane of my existence. Uh, too often when we uh, are a chance to... Uh, uh, score a try there, we uh, take the uh, take that option, and that just simply wasn't the right one the other day. <coughs> uh, as soon as the ref pointed to the sticks here, that we'll go for the two, I thought, uh, yeah, we're going to fucking lose this. Uh, <coughs> anyway, uh, ran over. Uh, overall, we've, uh, we've played some pretty good footy. Um, things look a lot better than they were a few weeks ago when uh, bring on the Chookies on Sunday, and go you, uh, go you Green Machine. Okay, well, you know, there's a lot of different things about taking the two, but I'll tell you what Rick said to me once when I was talking to him about exactly that sort of thing that happened in uh, against a different team a while back. He said, Jimmy, we win together and we lose together. And I tell you, that's the answer. It's still a shit call. I don't think <laughs> it was. Well, I think call. at the time it wasn't a shit call. I just thought the shit call was we're four points in front and the next time we got a penalty where we were near the sticks, we should have taken the next one. Because at that stage... We I agree. Six points like we had to keep taking them. The players, the players didn't want out. to take it, but Brett White was holding up. Pretty as soon as the penalty was given, as soon as it was White, done, Brett White, White held up two fingers up. Fingers up yeah. But the other thing yeah, was, yeah. and with eight minutes to go, when we're eight minutes down and we got that penalty, we should have taken the two there because that created the pressure. We got the ball back, and at that stage, we were making good meters through them. We had Absolutely. to chance our arm and do it. That was the point where we had to take two to actually close it to six. I know it's a very reunion sort of move, but that would have applied pressure because no. at that stage, they were still defending a lead where they think, well, we've got two tries. You know, they've got to do it twice. At we're making, point, exactly. You, they, you cut it to one, you cut it to one possession. On. And it's, score, it's scoreboard pressure, and they should have taken that one. But, you know, coulda, shoulda, woulda. Look, let's look at, we got the, the Roosters. You know, it's, it's a week that we all come into with... Um, Great hesitation because, you know, as I think it's well documented, we all hate the Roosters. I think that's correct. 100%. Yes. I mean, is there a side that we hate more than the Roosters? Uh, well, it's been the storm at times. And, and, and Panthers are really racing up. Really racing up in contention. They are, but that's on form as opposed to history. No, I think in on, general, on personality. Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah, that, that too. But you wouldn't hate their personality so much if they were losing. No. You, you'd my, my nickname in indoor cricket, uh, and on my jersey when I was playing was the hate. Really, um, bring the hate. I used to throw put on the hate. I bring the hate. I was a fast bowler. That I hate everyone. Pork. I hate the Roosters. I hate Panthers. I hate the Sharks. Yeah. Tell me, 
you're not, no, a, you're I, not I, a real I, Raiders fan if you have a soft spot for another team. Like at the end of the day, especially you know, the Roosters. I, no, you got to hate used, the Roosters. I used to have a really big soft spot for the Panthers, but I can tell you that is well and truly dissolved. It's gone. Like I don't have any soft spot for them at all anymore. I want to see them lose. I want to see them ground into the mud. I mean, it's not going to happen this season, <laughs> but I'd like to see it. Okay, so looking at the team list, obviously we're impacted by Origin. Um, we've got uh, Javier Savage at fullback once more, reprising his role. Um, on the wings, we got Nick Chotrich and Jordan Rapiner on the wings. I think they're looking really good. Seb Chris, I don't think we talked about him. Good match again. Was voted man of the match at the ground, which was a little mm. odd. A little odd. Yeah, but look, he was good. Um, Fans, uh, you know, what's Matt we, Timacott, a lot odd. happened to the public? You never know what you're going to get. Matt Timacott, I think the op- the opponents know what he brings to the game now and are very um, conscious of it, but they have to really pay attention to him at the moment. Um, so that's the back line. Then we've got the shoe man coming back in at number six. Well, we know what the shoe man brings. Yeah, he plays on the left. I mean, some people were saying Schneider was going to come back in, but it was always going to be Matt Frawley. He's safe, he's dependable. We've got a great winning percentage with him in the half. He and really he plays is. on the left. He has he done nothing. He's not let us down in any way, shape, form. Dynamic? Maybe not. He's he's the shoe man, though. He's our shoe man. Then we've got uh, Jamal Fogarty at number seven. He's going to be even better for the run. He'll be better for another run, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, then in the front row, Big Red takes the eight jersey with Parper away. Big Red, he's going to be starting there. He's going to be bringing the heat. He's going to be bringing the dynamite. Um, up the front, mm-hmm. and he'll be partnering uh, Joe Tarpanay and Zach Wolford, who again played big minutes, oh, much longer Huge minutes. minutes. Longer Tom, minutes. Tom Starling didn't even come on until well second into the second half. half. Yeah, it was, oh, I know. Wolford defended really well, really, really well. I think they really were looking I, 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 I was the size of the pack. Starling to come. I think mm, that yeah. I, I think you, we could have brought him on at the thirty-minute mark to see tiring forwards and stuff, but Wolford did nothing wrong. So you know, it, it was good, and his passing from dummy half is good. Um, Hudson Young, again, another strong match. He's in 11 with Elliot Whitehead, 12, who's reprising some of his best form at the moment, um, Elliot Whitehead. He, he was really good again. Um, Adam Elliott at 13, we've talked a lot about him. On the bench, we've got Tom Stalin, 14. We've got Ryan Sutton in um, 15. We've got CHN back um, in 16. And we've got Trey Mooney making his debut in 17. Now, talking about CHN, there's been a lot of talk about where's CHN, what's happening, is he fall out of state, blah, blah, blah. No. There's been a long-standing discussion with him about a, a couple of defensive issues that they have with him in that line. It's been a long-standing thing that he's been discussed with. He's well aware of it. And at the moment, there's a lot of competition for the spots, and they're seeing that as something that's exposing us a little bit. So he's gone back to Reggie's to work on that. There is no meltdown yeah, with the no, club. Well, there he is was no, the fellow that... There, there was no dummy... He was the fellow that didn't cover, didn't come, come across and cover the Valentine Holmes drive when we played the Cowboys. He was the one that had to shut the gate there and he didn't, yeah. you know, so... But it's, it's, there's no meltdown in the club. There's no locking... Are you sure he hasn't got DUI again? Everyone's been pressing on this um, like it's a big thing. It is literally just a case. And, and um, as I'll get to in, in reasons to be cheerful, we're actually in a nice position where we can make those decisions because there are... There's competition for spots. Anyway, yeah. that's the go. The, the Roosters. What, they, okay, what's um, what's Emre Gula done? What's em, Emre Gula done? Well, what hasn't he done is, I think, the better question. Has he been? Has he gone has he done bigger? Has he done big enough minutes? Has he made his tackles as well? Are there Rick's players off him. Rick's are off him. there players in front of him? Do you reckon no. Rick's, he said, he'll never play first grade again? He doesn't do that. Jeez. Uh, I reckon he does. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, well, no, he's done it with not, not, not our guys. I think it's mainly he Emre only does his... that to halfbacks. Okay, he doesn't do it to props. He's more forgiving with. Yeah, Emre had Emre had his shot obviously at the beginning of the year, and we were calling for him. We were calling for him. Reggie's and if his form's good yeah. enough, he'll come back up. They've got Joey Manu at fullback uh, going in for Teddy. Joey Manu uh, going into fullback is the absolute danger man. I mean, he always Terrifying. plays so well. More against ball with his hand is he, not what you want to see. He's oh, no. he's a marquee player, a million dollar player at just about any other club. Yeah. Uh, take out the Panthers, take Storm, and take um, Roosters out of the equation. And he's your $1 million marquee man. And when you sign him tomorrow, you play him at one, you play him at six, he's, it wouldn't matter. You'd just have him in the team. He's he's a a don't think, don't think for any second that he's not getting more than a million dollars to stay at the Roosters, oh, mate. I don't God's care sake. what that salary cap says. Once please. more, we hear review with Blake and the Pork. Do not necessarily endorse the comments of our oh, special guests. Oh, Pork, guest come star. on. You're in the media. I could tell you stories, mate. I could tell you stories you of players tell me stories, but can you, cash in the back. Let's can just... you come up with actual evidence that someone I'll, will put their Blake, voice to? I will tell Blake, you. please prick up this car. It's on this street in Braddon. Can City you drop Ford? it off to my mate's house in Belconnen? Well, that's... Oh, and please check the trunk. That's that's what I've always said on pretty much the first episode we did this podcast. And, and you know, Melbourne Storm got busted for salary cap cheating because they were a co- corporation and they had to do so this elaborate double books and pay money to here and pay money there. If you're Russell Crowe or Uncle Nick or whoever it is and you just have bags of cash and someone comes around to your house for a barbecue... And you hypothetically would have given them a bag of cash. You know, they're never going to catch that. Yeah, but that doesn't mean those people again. have done it. And I want to stress again, <laughs> we're just saying there's a hypothetical position. Where they not, could. We, they uh, could, it happen. could have happened, but it could be anyone when with I said, a rich benefactor. When I said Souths or Roosters, I wasn't singling no, them out. We weren't singling them out. No. We believe that sort of behaviour could anyway, go anywhere. It could I've happen got, at the Broncos, for example. Matthew, I've got a good Joel Monaghan. I've got a good story about when Joel Monaghan... Signed for the um, Roosters, I'll tell you, after we finish the show. Oh, for God's sake. Okay, yeah. on the wings, we've got Billy Smith, who's had all sorts of issues, but he'll be on one wing. And then we've got uh, Joseph Sawali, who's um, gone into the emerging Blues camp, and I think he's um, actually gone into the camp, hasn't he? But he's still yeah. named in the they're all, they're so all. Gonna, so the play. players beyond, apart from the 18th man, um, are all in the camp. They train and they go back to play for their clubs on the weekend. Then, then they'll go back into camp again. Then in the centres, Paul Momorowski. You know he'll do his job. Nothing special, but the guy's got premiership rings. You know, so he, he's a good defensive centre. He's good. He'll do his thing. Other side, we've got Kevin Nagama, given a lifeline back into the NRL. Now he's going to be playing in the centres. I mean, this is this is the thing that always and people always say that the Roosters they don't have a salary cap and they point to all these players on. On big money, there's Kevin Gama is not getting paid a lot of money to play there. No, no, the I Morris know Brothers he's not. Get much I know he's not. There. But one of Momorowski's the... not alone. There's a, you can look at their squad and go, yeah, "There's all these guys." But on one big of money. the things I'm talking about, Kevin here, right, is he's gonna. I can't. Don't know whether he's, he defends next to Sam Walker or Luke Keary. But that's the spot in the line I'm going for. Then in the front row, they've got JWH has come back into the starting site with SST. Um, he will let no one down. SST, I've got big raps on. Drew Hutchison is locking the is the hooker there. Angus Crichton, he'll be pissed off that he didn't get a Blues jersey, but I think it's probably the right call. And then you've got Tupanua in the back row, and then Nat Butcher. It's still in the absence of Radley, who I believe is injured, knee injury. Yeah, is that right? he's out for ages. So he's out for ages. Then on the bench, they've got Connor Watson, who they got from the Knights. Fletcher Originally Baker. Originally, about the Roosters. He was at the Roosters originally. Yeah, yeah, but then he came yeah. back. Then we've got Fletcher Baker. Fletcher Baker, I rate, man. Yeah, I think I... he's all right, too. And Egan Butcher, he's meat and potatoes, but he's good. And then they've got young Terrell May on the bench. Now, I know absolutely nothing about Terrell May in their, in their 17. He's another May. He's, like, related to Taylor the, May's the, brother. Taylor May's yeah. brother, isn't yeah. he? Well, yeah. well yeah. there's some credentials right there, isn't there? So, of course... 
Steve. Maybe distantly related to Tim May. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Fantastic <laughs> off spinner, just a magnificent. Yeah. We'll all remember, always remember that Adelaide Test in 1993. I think we all will against the West Indies. Magnificent game. Um, but now it's the time for the extended bench. Who's on the extended bench? Well, this week we have it's shortened extended benches. It's not down to the seven now. We've got five now. So we've got Harry Rushton. In my opinion, very unlucky to be missing out. Very, on un- very unlucky. Very unlucky. Um, the only thing I can think is that they probably. Um, didn't have him down to play big minutes anyway, and they thought that Mooney now gets that spot, that sort of fifteen-minute sort yeah. of young forward cameo, and maybe I'm they they want to share to see the love. Mooney getting a shot, but I just think of watching the Reggies. Harry Rushton is a first-grade player playing in the Reggies. There's there's no question. Yeah, and he will be, and he might be by the end of this year. And clearly, he's going to take that spot that Adam Elliott's playing right now. But I, I have a feeling too especially when there's a bit of a lull in the year like there is, you know, and you're losing two of your most iconic players. Have you guys noticed that over the last few weeks, there's either a milestone game or someone debuting? Mm. I think Ricky's putting a lot of emphasis on culture mm. that to hand someone his debut this weekend, it might only get 30 minutes. It's going to make if the that, players man, play for him. Because he's certainly, they're always talking about playing for each other, playing for, Mm. Tarpani's 250th, playing for um, Papali'i's 250th, yeah. playing for Tarpani's 100th, playing for this guy's debut. Yeah. Make sure that when Zach Wolford starts, we make sure he remembers his first game. You know, yeah. I just feel like they spoke so much about I, I that, that. Zach's debut that maybe they want to they want to put some a bit more importance on this game. That's true. And by giving a kid a debut, they're yeah, going to do I that. I agree, but I would have loved to see Harry Rushton in there. We've got Adrian Trevelyan, who's now a couple of games back and who's come back and looked good in the Reggies last week. His service was good. His running was good. His tackling was really good. So that was nice. Uh, Brad Schneider is in 21. Emre Gula, 22. The and forgotten man. 18, Emre Gula. 18th man is James Schiller. I'm much happier. Or, I'm much happier that James Schiller... Isn't on the bench, and we've actually we're not carrying. When an he outside came bank. on, he don't doubt the kid. Two two minutes, best two minutes of your life. Yeah, but he got he had a good he, hard run. He had a run immediately got the ball and ran like hell, <laughs> and and he smashed into it. He was not wanting. Like immediately, you saw the kids up to it. Um, on their bench, it got uh, Daniel Saluka for Fita, um, Adam Kieran. Who Tom, we were linked to early in yeah, the season. Tom Carr, who I don't know very much about. Ben Marshkey, who's a handy player, and Lachlan Lamb is Bob their Carr's son. Yeah. Uh, grandson, I think. I don't think he has uh, and, kids. I don't think Bombcar has kids. And Lachlan Lamb is their 18th. Um, look. <sighs> They've got more first grade experience on that bench. I guess Gula actually puts it out. It's, He's played a grand final. He has. Played a GS. Played it, but hasn't Lachlan Lamb played a Super League grand final? No, has he? think so. No, that's his dad as the coach. I don't his think dad's been, coached he's one. He's just stayed in it. He hasn't been to England. He probably will be in England next year. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give it to the Raiders. I'm going to give the extended bench. Okay. But let, um, let, let's now talk to someone who actually has some sort of, you know, good opinions on this. And it's time to rip in with Arnie J. G'day, Raiders fans. Don't be disheartened with last week's result. We beat just about every team in the comp with a, a performance like that. And I'm especially proud after the previous two or three weeks, which would have sapped a lot of our residual energy. Even though we lost, we had 52% possession, 87% completion rate, nearly 1,900 all-run metres with our season average in the 1,400s. We had 764 post-contact metres and 245 kick return metres. 
All those stats are some top tier statistics. We did miss more tackles than our team season average, but up against Parramatta, I think that's understandable. All things being equal, I think Parramatta can give the comp a real shake this year. So now on to this week. The Roosters are never any easy beats and they certainly won't be this week either. They still have a very good looking starting 13, but we have a clear advantage from the 14 to 17 on the bench. So let's look at some weaknesses. Walker, Kiri, Nagama are all clear defensive weak points. We need our back rowers. We need to give our back rowers some early ball and space to really test these three players out. Billy Smith is an interesting one on the wing. He made his debut three years ago, has played a total of eight NRL games with a horror run of injuries. So he is a bit of an unknown quantity for us. No prizes for stating we need to watch Suwali and Manu with the ball. Talking of Manu, we haven't seen much of him at fullback. So I hope Ricky and the coaching team have been putting their heads together this week to test out his positional play. I'm not going to predict what Ricky will have in store because he's much smarter than me in regards to testing out a new fullback. As mentioned, we have a clear advantage on the bench. So from the 25-minute to the 65-minute mark, I want to see us roll up the middle, get quick play the balls, and really test out their bench forwards. Fogarty was a bit rusty last week, but I think he started well and seemed to steer the team around very well. I expect him to continue to improve. I would also like to see more of Tim McCaw in open space. He is a strong and damaging runner, so hopefully he is on Nagama's side. I was also very impressed with Zach Wolford at hooker, and so let's hope we see more of the same from him, especially in defence. He was very good in defence. So make no mistake, it'll be another tough game for us this week. But if we can thumb those wounds of weakness in their team, start well, handle their 1-13 to for the first 30 minutes, I am confident we can get away with a win. Enjoy your weekend of footy and go, you green machine. Oh, my God, he's a madman. He's off the hook. He's consistent. You know the thing about Arnie J? He's always, he always delivers that same level of intensity. He does. And he's not like the rest of us, like, you know, good one week, absolutely appalling the next week. Yeah, yeah no, he's always... Yeah, Rick, Rick's not happy, is he? Fuck you, Rick. Yeah. But no, Arnie J's, he's off his meds. So oh, we've got we to be should careful. state that we're not talking about Ricky Stewart. We're yeah. talking about Rick. No, we're talking about the Rick, podcast. the listener. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What's the name of our Wollongong truck driver? Uh, he bought a beanie. I yeah, forgot yeah. to. I forgot. What's his name? Uh, old school bleeding green. Yeah, old school bleeding so green. So he left a review. Hey, buddy. He left a review a couple of years ago saying, yeah, <laughs> mate, it, was, it was a confusing review. It, it was, was confusing. It was he definitely I said didn't like was, us. It's because I said someone was a bogan because they were from Wollongong. He got upset. He's from Wollongong. But he's come around OG Green because he's now bought an Ask Clan beanie. And speaking of Ask Clan beanies, there's only about five left. Oh, and, um, my God. If you want to grab your own one, um, head on to the Landspeed Records website and search Ask Clown. It's landspeed.com.au. Yeah. Because this, I promise, will be the last ever run. We've done, this is the second run and um, we're not going to make any more because... I'm, I'm because, firm on that. We're not going to make any more Pork because... doesn't have one. I don't have one because I gave mine to well, the can, bloody can, Hollywood correspondent. You can buy one, but we're not going to make any more I buy one. No one else had to bloody buy one. <laughs> Listen... I had to pay for them. Listen, let's let me finish what I'm going to say, okay? No. I don't think oh, we're going to do an another run because all my mates have already bought one 
and then Port <laughs> doesn't have any mates, so there's we can't really rely on selling any more. I've got some friends. Couple. I mean, they might not admit to it in public, but I've got friends, I'm sure of it. Um, I'll tell you someone who does always stay consistent, consistent with the oddity in the division, and that's the shark. What's up, everybody? It's your friend John. I'm back again. And I'm ready. First off, I want to apologize for missing last week's podcast. I know it's, you know, it's probably the reason that some of you listen altogether. I know it's the best segment on the show. And I let a lot of you down, but I just needed a week to recharge. Um, I just wasn't there mentally. So, you know, also my wife was away and I, you know, I don't have fucking dishes to do. I don't have time for this bullshit every week. I mean, come on. It's a fucking podcast. I'm a grown ass man with two kids and a wife. Um, that being said, I'm back with laser focus for the most loathsome week on the Raiders calendar. That's right, baby. Fucking Roosters week. The team everyone hates on earth. My mother doesn't even like this stupid sport and she hates the fucking Roosters. My dead grandparents, all four of them, hate the fucking Roosters with every fiber of their being. All right. I just this week I got into a fight with a, uh, a Roosters fan on, on Facebook. I was trying to sell a jersey. He came in with some bullshit low offer, like 60 bucks for a jersey I ended up selling for a hundred and some dollars. I didn't even respond to his ass. Then he, uh, he got mad that I didn't respond to him, so he sent a middle finger emoji to me. So I calmly responded back with, um, I just wrote back to him, pee-pee-poo-poo. And he got, he got pretty huffy, and uh, he left the chat, I don't know. So yeah, if you're out there and you're at the game on Sunday, I know you live in Canberra. I'll meet you up by the, uh, the scoreboard down by the Greasy's end, where they sell the jerseys. I will meet you there, and I will fist fight you. I will batter you mentally and physically. I will take you in my bare hands and I will crumple you and destroy you just like the Raiders are going to do to the Roosters this week. All right? They're missing some fools for Arjun. I don't care. We're going to win by 56 fucking thousand points. That's right. He is going to die. They're all going to die. That's right. Okay. Uh, go, you green things. I love you all. Do you know what the feedback, some of the feedback from last week's episode, in that was universally saying that it was the worst ever episode. Mm. Not only was it the worst ever episode, it was even worse because the shark wasn't on there. Mm. So while I have been actively campaigning to get rid of the shark, the punters have spoken and they've said, bring the shark back. So I'm afraid he's here to stay. And and that's the shark. I love the shark and I'm glad he's here. I'm also a little bit worried that last week's episode, which is universally voted the worst episode on air is the episode that I spoke for the most. <laughs> well, there has been some feedback along those lines, Matthew. We were taught, when we, oh, when we, we're having your contract negotiation shortly and that's probably going to come up. We're um, just, just going to get you one of those little like those chess timers. So when you start talking, where you got a certain amount of time and then you hit it again. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, so now talking about that sort of thing, we come to everyone's favourite segment. Ask Clown of the Week! So, 
I've already mentioned it in the grinding my gears. I'm going to the video ref uh, who decided that the high shot on Savage wasn't even worthy of a penalty, let alone a sin bin. I um, can't remember who was the uh, video ref. I suspect it was my mate Ash Klein, but uh, that was a really crap call. Blake, who you got? I've got a few. So I've got a few nominations and then we'll lead into the... the um, so honourable mentions. Honourable mentions. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. This segment is brought to you by the good people at Raiders Plumbing. Yeah, um, if, you, if, you, if you forget to say that, they'll stop paying us. Right. Um, if you want plumbing, <laughs> you need a crack. And if you've got an ass, you've got a crack. And if you want the best crack, you've got to go to Raiders Plumbing. If you've okay, got a go. black toilet, who, yeah, who, give them a call. So, who? okay, someone that sharks back on the show, Lord Funkington's not on the show this week. I just because, received his piece. Yeah, what's well, not going to air. Um, Lord Funkington's not on the show this week because he tried to tell me on um, Twitter that I was an idiot and then cited like some of your terrible calls as examples. Of me being an idiot. So your calls are so bad, I'm now being like dragged down by association. You are an idiot. You're totally. Idiot. So he's he's one honourable mention. The other honourable mention is um, Payne Haas. This whole contract negotiation. Oh, now, oh my god, he's leaving the club. He's getting booed. That's now code of NASA right there. That's code of NASA. What a brilliant move. Exactly. How to lose your fan base. Exactly. Who's he, who's he getting his advice from? Just uh, Sonny Bill Williams. Oh, yeah, and that's a great person. Intern Code and Maybe you should go to Solomon Hamono and the Pleasure Machine to get a little bit more advice on that too because they really nailed it as well, didn't they? I, I did talk to a certain uh, Raiders player about um, contracts and, and managers and, you know, like badly timed, you know, plays for stuff. And uh, that player was very clear with me. It says, you know, at the end of the day, the manager only does what his player instructs him to do. At the end of the day, the manager only instructs him the players what to do and I think to myself was this Josh Hodgson talking about Moses I can't name names I keep my I keep my um, <laughs> I bet you was my context I bet you was to myself <laughs> and I can't say who was in reference to or you know someone making a play before a grand final I can't say that because you know I keep my, my context there but you have to look at Payne Haas and say I can't imagine he'd be that much in control of his the thing is too is it's like they discuss this on NRL 360 and I don't want to be a podcast that rehashes their stuff because you know most of what they say is not that good, but um, how much money can you really pay for a prop? That's my thing about like upgrading Tarpany. It's a Payne Haas wants one point two million. You can't pay a pop a someone that's going to play sixty, even if he plays sixty five minutes. Yeah, but it's, they're it's, all looking at David Fafita. And how's that worked out for oh, the exactly. Titans? It's, it's worked David Fafita. He he hasn't even made the Queensland Origin team, has he? No, not even no. anywhere. No, no, they're going to probably try and offload him. In New South Wales. Um, no, he's Queenslander. Man. He's played for Queensland like every last. He's three the years. Queenslander. He's yeah. the one. He played for them last year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Payne Haas is the one that was up there that's playing for us. But no, it's confusing. It's a, the it's a the Titans. That's what it's. It's a dirty situation to be involved in. You know, if you're a Broncos fan now, you're booing one of your own players, no, your best player. Definitely an ask. It's just who have you, yeah. you got, Matthew? Oh, I've still got one more. Okay, so and so those were my honourable mentions. But my ask clown of the week is Corey Horsburgh for that kick on the the, no. the six again call. You can say you didn't hear it. You can say the call's late. Everything else didn't hear it. Tim tried to tell me it was a good kick, and I was like, "It was not a good kick. It was a terrible kick." And I did, the angle I was, and I was it was it was it was as much a turning point in that game as the um, Jack White and six again. I mean, obviously the, the stakes are not the same, but as much of a turning point as the Jack White and six again call in the grand final. Because what happened? The Parramatta got the ball and they went straight up and scored, and that was game set match. My my issue was that Horsburgh didn't realise it was six again, thought it was the last play, saw that the person on his right was marked and couldn't pass it out there, knew that he couldn't run and do anything with it, and he thought, I've got men out on the outside there, 
I'm going to give it a kick. It was and you shocking. know what? No, but the thing is, it's like um, one of the things in emergency situations like plane crashes and car crashes and fires in place, stuff like this, one of the major survival features is that you act decisively. Now, in acting decisively, you may run into the danger and it kills you. But you may also escape as a result of acting decisively. But the one thing they say is acting decisively is almost much better percentage chance than doing nothing. Right. Big Red didn't do nothing. Big right. Red. Made- yeah, no. If he didn't, if he didn't hear the call, then it was the right choice. Look, yeah. I, it hurts me to say this because anyone who listens to the show will know I'm a massive Big Red fan, and also too, he kept on coming out of the line looking for a big hit. And look, if you pull he it off, that's great. Virtually but, every time. I know he kept on missing. He kept on <laughs> but going, he was going for it. On, but then, if you if you're going to come out for the big hit, you got to make it. You can't just keep on flying out of the line. All and right, missing. All right, right. Okay, Open Matthew, who's your ask land of the week? Yeah, you know, mine's anyone that was trying to get on Bailey Simonson earlier in the week. You know, we 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 cut him and he came back and we ate our humble pie. Yeah, well, what a game that kid had. You know, post like game he, and post game, all the players there was like they were happy to see him. He was happy to see them. There was no yeah bitterness even during the game they, they were they were lipping each other and laughing and and I hope the kid goes on to have an amazing career at Parramatta and. This was you know bizarre. there are certain players when they when they leave the club you're like all right screw you and then there are others when they leave the club you just want to wish them well and and well it depends um, if they were me, kind of anyone yeah, that wasn't really his choice as much as we wanted to bring Nick Patrick back that's and, right and that's what it was yeah but, you know and, like and Dugan he, leaves the club and it's like every time we see is. Dugan I want to boo him and 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 oh, yeah, um, you know or Todd Carney or yeah. Blake Ferguson mm-hmm. but then Bailey is clearly yeah. um. He had a point to prove on the weekend, and he, he's played the he best game of NRL I think he's ever played. And he was targeted, and he did that. One of the odd things about that match was the spirit it was played in. It was hard, and it was rough, and it was ready. But from where I was sitting, there's bugger all shit talk. There was, yeah, it wasn't you know, dirty, was You it? know one of those ones where you see people, and they want to punch. If they were allowed to, they'd be punching on. No questions asked. They hate each other. And Jordan's often in those circumstances. It just wasn't really there. Even Mitchell Moses... Um, wasn't being a pain in the ass. I mean, he was up against Gutho Jack was, White. And, Gutho was but carrying he was, on. he was having a shit game, so he's fairly quiet. Gutho was carrying on. G'day, everyone. Lord Funkington here. It's Roosters Week. But before we get to that bunch of overprivileged, overpaid toffs, I have something I need to get off my chest. No, it's not about green jerseys because it was Indigenous round last round and can't get angry at the blue. And it's not about calling the team the milk, even though, once again, people were calling the team the milk and then we ended up losing... What I'm really shitty about this week is taking the two three minutes into the second half up by two. 18-16 to go to 2016. What is the point of that? That is not the Canberra Raiders way of playing rugby league. It looks like it is now, but it's not. We are supposed to crush teams. We are supposed to sweep all before us. We are not supposed to uh, ignore what's happening when Parramatta are on their heels. We've already played a great first half against them and we just pull the handbrake. We take a soft two. Go back the other end. Everyone resets. Parramatta get a breather. They stop defending a set on their line. Just drives me crazy. That's not the Canberra Raiders way. Rick, Brett White, sort that out. No more taking the two. I hate I hate bringing in more hashtags. Hashtag no more milk. Hashtag Raiders by 56. Hashtag stop taking the fucking two. Good Lord. Score the try. Win the game. We've only scored two tries in second halves outside of the Titans game. And uh, we've kicked more penalty goals than we have scored tries. What does that tell you? Go after bastards. That's what the Canberra Raiders do. And that's what's going to be happening this Sunday against this pack of pricks, the Roosters. I like their jersey, though. 
it'll look good as we're crushing them by the obligatory margin. You know what it is. Raiders by 56. Who's got a lift? Ooh. Okay, I've got three. Um, Xavier Savage did really well last week. He did lift. I want him to lift again. No. I want him to lift again. Up another cog. No. Javier, up another cog. No, this is this is what we get a lot of hate for on I this podcast. Care. You guys laying into Xavier Savage. You're still missing Savage. this. We're 89 episodes in and I don't you guys, give I don't a crap. Him. What are you talking about? I do not Matt, give a crap. you called him a bloody shiny... Object. Oh, remember? for God's sake, he's always hard. You are such a bitch, Blake. You are such a bitch. Okay. He um, had an outstanding. He could not have played better. I, mean, I he, think he can. I think he, he can go up another slot. I think this kid can be a genuine superstar. And if he's going to be a superstar, you got to lift. That was the game, really, that cemented for me that he is absolutely 100%, you know, I the man to go fullback moving forward. He can have the game where people say, Oh my God, he really is, and I think this is the weekend when he does. Because I had well, my vision. It might not be this weekend, but it's going to happen. It's going to yeah. happen. You know, clearly, they all talk about how the game gets faster, and it's really hard for you to make your decisions because people are on you quicker, you tackled sooner, and you know it takes a little bit of time to to get your breath. One of the things that I was most concerned about, and it wasn't the shining you thing, like it was that the double effort you have to do at fullback, the amount of um, meters you have to run, the amount of work you have to do. Uh, def- since Billy Slater changed the way that fullbacks play, you know, defensively in the line, reading numbers and all that stuff, and seeing Case so good at doing that. But I couldn't have been more impressed, even though he did make a few mistakes, I couldn't have been more impressed with the way that Savage played on the weekend. He, His ability okay. to take contact, mm. his strength, I his speed. I, I agree, but I still think he's got more. His attack can go another level where he can find those gaps. And it's not because his defense and his control. Maybe not this good. weekend against a good defensive side like the Roosters, but he's going to shred the Tigers, mate. I think you can we play the Tigers Next and we person, play like... He's got but in terms of, in terms of, of Savage's run, he ran for 212 metres. Yeah, now, outside of, outside of Edwards, I mean, I don't know if the, too many other fullbacks ran for more than that. See, you guys Gutherson are misunderstanding ran for 65 the idea of lift. It isn't always Gutherson you're playing like shite minutes. and you've got to start playing well. It's like, I can see you have another so you, cog. I have a your higher, potential. Yeah, I have a higher expectation yeah. of you. And that's all I'm saying to Javier at the moment. Next, Jamal Fogarty, exactly the same category. For his first game back, he'll be better for a run. I see him, with, especially with Jack out, taking far more control of the game. Far more control of the game and really printing his stamp on this team and driving it forward. Mm-hmm. So I want him lifting that. And the other one is Big Red. Big Red, you're going to be yeah, in the that's starting. One. The that's starting. the one. That's you're the legitimate the, one. You're on the starting. They're all fucking legitimate, you clown. That's the, that's the legitimate um, one. <laughs> your starting prop, you've got to go out there. You're going to be up against Some guy that SST, hasn't played for like a year. SST. Some kid. Shut up. <laughs> up against SST and you're up against Jared Warrior Hargraves. Step up, son. This is the big time. And if you want to be a front rower in the NRL and have a long career... This is one of the times when you show that that's what you're going to be. You've got to keep your head screwed on. You can't get, let the red mist go down and let them get under your skin because they will try it. Jared Ray Hargraves will go out of his way to do it and you can't afford to let him. You've got to make good metres. You've got to make your tackles. You've got to show that passion we all know you have. But you've got to lift. What about Trey Mooney? Does Trey Mooney have to lift on debut? Yeah. No, just he better. Kidding. He better. Yeah, I think... You better. Horsburgh is the one because that's the biggest gap to fill. We're yeah. going to miss Papa Lee. You know, and you think about they're losing Teddy and Tupo. Um, and Teddy's obviously a great player, but I reckon we're losing more. Our side, you know, we're losing more. We're losing more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whiten and Papa Lee. And, we're losing. And we still have CNK out, so our our, our loss is equivalent to theirs. So, uh, yeah. but um, I do see what you guys have said though. Like I've always thought Javier on the wing, um, but I'm now starting to see more and more it does have to be fullback. 
but it, it's it's not yet. It's not yet fullback. You know, he's not there. It is. Yet. It is. I saw it on the weekend. I oh, saw no, no, it. he's there, but he's not better than CNK yet. But he will be. Yeah, I'm, be. I'm sure he will be, but he's not there yet. If I had to choose them both fit at the moment, it's CNK absolutely fullback yeah. because I, he's the best defender. Just one more thing, and this is the final thing word on my views on the Savage thing, his performance on the weekend. Mm-hmm. I went into that game thinking Moses is going to put up like wicked spiral bombs and Savage is going to have an absolute yeah. nightmare under them, and that did not happen at all. Mm. He looked so assured at the back. He looked so good. He looked so calm. He didn't look out of place. He didn't look nervous. Oh, and he grew with every catch. He grew with every catch. The effort catch. was there. Yeah, no, I agree. The I think it was good. Defensively, I'd... yeah, maybe he's got to get better at the back defensively, but that that comes in time. You can only learn that yeah, by that playing. Comes in time. And, and, and his ability to run the ball back and find that gap between two um, chasing defenders rather than get whacked is, yeah. is pretty pretty strong. And it was just one of the many reasons to be cheerful. Reasons to be cheerful, part three. One, two, three. So are you going to do reasons cheerful now? Yes. Or that was a reason to be cheerful? No, it's one of the re- many reasons. <laughs> okay, what are the others? Now we're going into it. Well, the other ones are, that was a top eight team performance. You know... When we were on that run where we had two wins and six stinking losses, I think most of us were saying, oh, my God, season's gone. How bad it can go? Um, Blake was calling for Ricky's head, as was most of the <laughs> Green Machine Yeah, podcast. Blake wanted to... Ch- the like, year of little faith people had gone out. Yeah, like, he, he was just... He, he completely was burning the house down. He was going to bring in Shane Flanagan and, you know, whatever. And, and his son. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he, was, he didn't care. He didn't care. He was going to burn the house down. Um, that's pro- He's been proved to be an idiot because we've gone on a run. But... That performance, like the win against the Sharks was one thing and the win against South was another thing and the win against the Bulldogs, I think, was just crawling on our hands and knees yeah. over the line. But in each one, we built up to a better and better team performance. That was a top eight team performance. Hopefully, we'll make the finals to actually prove that. That was a competitive performance that would give most sides a run for their money. We they're beat, still we beat anyone it. outside the top four with that performance. you know, And that's that's what I'd kind of seen there's, there's still in the last few weeks. But I think we few, can improve. Yeah, in the last few weeks, the way we were playing, we're going to beat the vast majority of the sides. That's right. And on the run home, we've got four top eight opponents in our last 12 games, and two of those top eight opponents are at home. So if we can pull eight wins out of 12, I think we'll make the eight. If we can How make... many points yeah, will that put us on? Uh, yeah, I can't remember, but I, it's like 30, I believe. 16, 26. Yeah. yeah How yeah, many yeah. buys are there? Is there one or two buys? Uh, one buy, so 28. Oh, there's the weekend off. And there's yeah, a but buy. an actual buy that you get points. For. Yeah, yeah. So I, I believe it's going to be tricky. I think I think we can make it. You know, and we proved on the weekend that we're up for like a team when a team's on fire, we actually can match them, which is great. Um, they had a bit more class and a bit more time. Yeah. Um, on fifth tackle options, you know, obviously Moses, um, is he's, he's got a, he's kind of in the groove at the moment, and his kicking game was one of the big differences when they his were under defense, pumps, He had that big his kick defense out. Defense was good, which is yeah, not he's getting better, isn't he? It really is. And but look, looking at the Looking at the ladder here, you know... If we win eight games and there's a bye, we finish on 28 points. And that will just yeah. be scraping Maybe. it around. So we really Maybe. need to win nine out of the 12. It's possible. It better start this weekend. But the other thing is, when you do the ladder predictor, there really is this massive chasm between the top four and everyone else. Yeah. What's well, been the last few mm-hmm. seasons? So 28 like... or 30 could actually be fifth or sixth. Well, it wasn't like last year. It was like 26 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so something it, stupid it, it, where it teams have made the, made the finals so, losing more games than they've won, which is like kind of pretty, yeah, pretty silly. dumb. Yeah. So, um, but then Rushton missing out in this week's side, for me, is a reason to be cheerful. Not because I don't want him in the side. I do, and I think he earns his spot. But it means there's genuine competition for spots and depth to the point we can have a person I would have thought 
for mine, clearly was the person I would have brought in. And I'm nothing against Trey Mooney. I'm really excited to see him and I hope he does really, really well. But when you can leave that lump of a lad out who has just been killing it in the lower grades, like clearly a first grade player and a thing, that's a reason to be cheerful. Okay. Who's Makes that? you wonder, doesn't it? Like, think about this. Um, Adam Elliott's spoken so highly of Ricky and how close they are, or Rick and how close they are, and how, you know, they have a connection um, with the charity. And, you know, one of the reasons he came down here is because what Rick promised him. I do wonder whether um, Adam went to the club not telling him that he's you know made his decision but maybe he went to rick and said look this is on the table and this is what i'm thinking um but we couldn't match it because we know we've got rushton coming through and we're not gonna yeah, and, and- we're not gonna throw money at adam elliott when we like rushton could be an amazing 13 that's kind of what he plays I'm, um in reserve grade i'm sure so the maybe that's maybe have it's gotta be what elliott we're thinking in their offers and vice versa i don't think there's any you could see by the way he played there was nothing there but uh, we've got uh, our itunes reviews now listener of the week blake yes yeah, so itunes reviews we haven't done them for ages and these actually came in uh in april right. so they might have re- they might go back in and edit them after last week's yeah train wreck of an episode yeah right which might. which which is Mostly be. your fault by um, trying to record in an Shut office up, for just get on with public it. servants. You're such an idiot. And then, what, one of the problems I had actually from the, from the sort of the editing point of view was the, you, every time you came in and out, it was a you different. You are intolerable. It was Read a different review. It was a different audio track, and then there's oh. bits of that episode that were out of sync. You know. Anyway, you are a whiny, whiny okay. bitch, and I think everyone agrees with that. Matthew, five stars. He doesn't. I, five no, stars. He's on my He's side. He's on my side. Five stars. <laughs> Aaron R67, Blake and the Pork with Added Wafflers. Always have a laugh listening to these guys. They are passionate Raiders men just like me, except I'm up in Brisbane enjoying nice winters. Can't say I miss Canberra. Well, I was actually on the phone to a friend of mine today in the Damn, Gold Coast. It's cold, yeah. Well, he said it was cold in the Gold Coast, yeah, so I guess it's, my it's a relative. On the relative. sunny coast has actually yeah. just installed a fireplace, yeah. which to me sounds like it's about as useful as mammary glands on a male bovine. But anyway. Can't say I miss Canberra, but I do miss the Raiders, and these guys make me feel like I never left. Cheers, boys. So that was from Aaron67. Freezing and th- today, And then Aaron. we've got another one from Nick's Mitake. Nick's Mitake. Nick somebody. I think it's Raider Nick. Nick's NS Mitaken. I don't know. Could be the other Raider Nick. Maybe. I think it's the other Raider Hey, Nick. hey, it's Blake and the Pork. The podcast is the Hey, Hey, a footy podcast with weekly segments, a few jokes, a cast of crazy characters, some nice music bits, and a touch of Hollywood with the eternally optimistic Matt Leneves. It's almost as good as the Green Machine podcast. High praise indeed. The Green Machine podcast. Is that that podcast where it's like basically a super coach podcast where like they sort of cover a bit about the Raiders as well? Is it? That's that oh, one, Just what it? you know, like he bitches about them as well, just as much. <laughs> just our, our sister podcast, and he bitches about them just as much. Oh dear, the phone, the phone. It's Rick. It's Rick. No, we're getting called it's Rick. Rick. Yep. Yeah. No, I've told him. Raider Nick. I've told, I've told him, Rick. Oh, no, no, stick. I've, yeah, no, I've told. Yeah, I've told. I'll tell him again. You're an okay. idiot. Before Ricky we go, you're an idiot. before we go, listen of the week, Diane, listening in the UK. Thanks for listening, Diane. Hopefully, um, you've gotten what you were hoping to find out of this podcast, and it hasn't just been people talking about how they have semis and ass clowns and everything else but a large part of it is semis and ass clowns so um but you know what i do want you to know all the way over there diane is there is a lancastrian presence on this podcast and you're speaking to it right now so go the land of the red rose that's all i'm saying okay it's all go okay so 
Time just to remind you about the Raiders Review with Blake and the Port competition. Oh, we, we had a, we had we a fantastic have, entry. We've got an entry this week, which is absolutely fantastic. We had a fantastic entry. So from, the from... idea is you've got to rep your Blake and the Port merchandise or favourite taglines, get them in the public sphere, you know, get them behind a TV camera, get them in a, a photo that goes on the news, get them, send us the photo, post it on Twitter, post it on Instagram, which we are now on because we yeah, are not Blake boomers. Blake and the Pork on Instagram. Yeah, we're not boomers. We're, we're down with the kids, man. Yeah, we're, getting, we're TikTok next. We're down with the kids, yo. Um, uh, get them in public and then send them in to us at the at Blake and the Pork hashtag uh, at, on Twitter or on Instagram or Facebook um, and then hashtag, hashtag place your pork or hashtag show your ass with A-R-S-E being a thing because there's great, great prizes on. Audio Technica Turntable, just fantastic sponsor of the show, fantastic um, product. On it, you will find... An original seven-inch signal of the Canberra Raiders Woodges theme song. Very, very. That's the bad, mean one, not the one with the banjos that I like. No, no, not the banjo crap that he <laughs> likes. The the one that we actually play at the thing. But an actual original seven-inch single. Um, fantastic thing. We've got the jalapenos. We've got the honey. We've got the John Sharkey uh, uh, shoot out the cameras and T-shirt, both signed. Fantastic. We've got Matt Leneves eight by ten glossy which will be personalised to you. We've got a Landspeed record voucher. We've got an Ask Clown beanie in there. And this week's winner, Blake? It's Phoebe, who is probably the nicest Raiders fan um, you will ever meet. Yeah. Hey, no, Phoebe. She's, she's, she's pretty good out there. She's always there. Waves to me now. She doesn't blank me at the game when I wave <laughs> her. So that's pretty good. And a big shout-out to Wanda, who... Um, uh, you know, isn't going to get the you know four-time listener of the week, but they had some good news in the week, and we were very happy to hear it, Wanda. So we're always out there listening to uh, you know our Blake and the Porklets. So for shows you asked, I actually had a plan at the game on the weekend. Mm. I thought I was going to try and um, stick an ass clown beanie on the Malmeninga statue mm. at the ground. Man, the top of that statue is like thirty feet up. Yeah, you, you can't, can't you can't get up there. You can't get well. You can get up there, but you're in big trouble. You can get up there, but I've got down. some ideas because I'm actually heading. Um, Queensland way in a couple of months time and I've noticed there's, some, Wally. there's some statues that you can get up to <laughs> yeah. let's not climb up our let's not climb up our immortal let's not climb up now he's you know, like, Laurie, Laurie can't you can't clear his nose to get up there no it's a big snow but climb up climb on Wally please well, what, you know Wally's kind here. of like I've, I've looked at photos online of Wally he's, he's at ground level you can basically you can cuddle up to him so yeah it's definitely yeah they Wally's, don't, Wally's they don't take kindly to that in those parts they don't take kindly to that at all. Okay, so coming up, we got the after this weekend, we got the Broncos after Origin. Uh, they got a few players in the, in the squad. Yeah, a Saturday, eleventh of June at seven thirty-five up there. Um, then we got the Knights back down here at two p.m. on Sunday, nineteenth. Oh, June. please win that one! If we lose that oh, one, it is time <laughs> for us to beat the Knights. Oh, it is time for us to smack the Knights. It is oh, time. It is time to put a score on the Knights. They are fucking owed it. Uh, you know, I've never really had any hatred for the Knights. I still don't. But it is time for them to get smacked. It's just, uh, they, I feel about them the way the, the Cronulla supporters must at the moment feel about us. It is time for them to get a smack. I remember in. a game at Bruce, must have been about 10 years ago now, where we put an absolute... I was there. A mate of mine came down who was a Knights fan, and we yeah. went. And we both drove down from Sydney, and my parents went. We put 50 on them. Yeah. Mm. And then it was a sad trip home on the Sid Fogs bus. Sid Fogs bus. <laughs> Sid but you know what I actually do like about those bloody supporters? Even when they're becoming dead no, set they last, travel. they travel. Yeah. I, I'm so, I the Knights them, grannies so. are a thing. Yeah, and then we've got um, a bye after that, which I think will be a good time. Win. 
to uh, yeah, win two, two points. points. Which will take a good points. time to, to take a big breath. Anyway, you have been listening to the podcast formerly known as the third most popular Raiders podcast on the internet, Raiders of You with Blake and the Pork, and of course, special guest star from the West Coast of the United States of America, Heather Matthew Hollywood Leneves. Yeah, I got that out. That's right. I'm a professional. <laughs> and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you. Oh, I hope that was better than last week. No, he's better. Okay, I've got to go. I've got a meeting like now, which I'm empty. We are the Canberra Raiders from the capital territory. The fans are waiting, there's no hesitating, we'll be striving for victory. Should we win, should we lose, we'll be still flying high. We'll lift our banner to the sky and be part of the Raiders Trent Robinson here, um, you know, um, yeah, really looking forward to the game on Sunday, um, you know, um, but I just want the boys to play Roosters footy, you know, that's what it's about for me, playing Roosters footy, getting our D on, um, and getting that shutout, we haven't had a shutout all year, let's nil a team, um, you know, it's, it's all about defence here. And I just want the boys to play Roosters footy. Um, you know, um, we, we, we haven't really nailed it yet this year defensively. Yeah, so, so um, you know, yeah, so that's what we're looking to do on Sunday. Um, yeah, you know, to... Um, kick it out, D on, uh, to really nail it, our D, get that nil, play some Roosters footy, um, you know, yeah, yeah, looking forward to it on Sunday.